Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting episode. Last week, we depressed you all or just bent your mind into new dimensions with simulation theory we yeah. certainly ended that episode feeling fairly depressed didn't we <laughs> yes my brain was melted i didn't know which way was up which way was down and you struggled to drive home i did yeah got home didn't know what the time was um i didn't even know what was going on for dinner i just lost track of time yeah and uh, my brain was just mush well well, let's try and not pulverise our brains quite so much this week. But it is kind of an extension of last week. Yeah. Because last week, obviously, was glitches in the Matrix. Mm. And uh, I was kind of trying to demonstrate uh, Nick Bostrom's theory <laughs> yeah. of the, the, was it like an advanced civilization studying its own past through the simulation? Yeah, he was the downfall of last week's podcast. Yeah, whereas glitches in the Matrix, I mean, the Matrix itself, the humanity was enslaved by machine overlords or artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a point in the film uh, where. Uh, Morpheus is introducing Neo to the whole idea of the Matrix and he's telling him about human history and how mm. in early 21st century humans marveled at their new creation of AI, yeah, artificial yeah. intelligence. But then very soon things turned south. Um, human and AI came into combat. Humans mm. blocked out the sun so the machines didn't have any power. So machines enslaved humanity to create power through them yeah yeah and in a lot of films that seems to be a recurring theme you know like ai ai is created clash machines versus humans which one wins you know like we've seen it again and again the terminator the matrix you know there's plenty of films out there that have this similar sort of synopsis this this theory but i mean how realistic actually is it and how damaging can ai be or is it potentially beneficial to i mean at the moment with the ai that we've got going on everybody has some form of ai you carry it around in your pocket all the time on your phone Mm -hmm. you know i I, my my phone blinked up today um the health app saying that there's difference in 
what on my normal daily routine it's noticed that and it you know it wants to tell me about it and i'm like go away i don't care i've got a broken foot i'm still healing yeah. <laughs> you know um so we've all got it and we've got the three amazon alexas in our house oh, nice <laughs> yeah. and yeah my girlfriend uses them all the time when she's at work listening to different radio stations and all this sort of thing it mm. is a benefit it does make our lives yeah. easier yeah, certainly does. Yeah, I do the same thing um, to fall asleep at night. You just say, "Alexa, can you play uh, Rain on a Tent or something?" That's the go-to. That's that, that's, like. your, that's your go-to. And right? then it, I'm asleep within five minutes. Um, but what's great is you can also just say, "I'll turn off in two hours," and then you don't have to worry about it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And, and, and these applications are useful in our general day-to-day life. Mm. And as AI progresses, as people um, develop more AI tools, um, it's helping businesses. It's helping all over the place. Mm-hmm. I see uh, all the time now in recent months on YouTube. So many channels going, oh, AI created this episode. This is what AI can do for you. There's um, channels on, on YouTube that help you to progress your channel, and they're turning to like AI with their tools and saying, well, what, what, your title and your description, you could use AI to, to create that or to you know make it more enticing yeah, yeah. to humans to click that link and, and, and look at your video. And mm-hmm. people that have shown that they're getting elevated number of views from using that approach yeah have you seen the thing going on lately with chat is it gbt gpt yeah and that's uh blowing up everywhere around the world because oh, there's yeah. like a moral compass of you know is, is it correct for people i think it's mainly targeted towards like college and uni students yeah because a lot of them are just using it yeah and the, this is one of the downfalls of it. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing thing. This chat GPT, you can just type it a question and it'll answer you as though mm. it was another human. You know, it, it almost passes that Turing test, they call it, don't yeah, they? Yeah. When you don't realize whether you're talking to a human or an AI. But, and this, this is the thing, it could potentially make students and children lazy. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Teachers can almost no longer give out homework because mm. they don't know if it's the actual student that's going to be doing the homework. Human, you know, yeah. whoever it is can just go to Chat GPT and say, "Can you give me a five thousand word essay on World War Two?" Mm-hmm. Bam! Instantly, yeah, yeah. in three seconds, they've got a five thousand word essay on World War Two. Yeah, and I thought that the the bad part of it as well is. Uh, if students are using it and it's a specific thing that maybe uses heavy machinery or whatever it if they're not taking that knowledge actually in no they're, they're not using it, yeah they're not learning anything potentially really dangerous I, i've got a good example that i actually saw earlier today mm-hmm. uh, on instagram or somewhere i can't remember but it was like a student who was like developing some kind of app for his phone or tablet or something and he was learning to write the code mm-hmm. to do it and he'd encountered a problem. I'm not entirely sure what that problem was. But he turned to chat GPT and said, look, I'm I'm developing this thing. Can't get this aspect of it to work. Can you write me a code that will work? And chat GPT was like, yeah, here you go. Bam. Just instantly just wrote him out a load of code and said that that should do what you don't, whether it's a random number generator. I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, it was like, yeah, there, bam, that works. And he's like, excellent. So he takes that, tries to apply that 
in the the programming that he's doing, and it didn't work. Oh, it didn't? No, it didn't work. Mm. So he goes back to chat GPT and says, oh, your code didn't work. Can you debug it for me, find out what went wrong? Chat GPT is just like, nothing went wrong. Worked fine on my machine. Must be your problem. Mm, That's weird. (laughs) It's almost like a human. You know, he hasn't... But you know, he doesn't deserve that code because he hasn't learned the application. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like ChatGPT says, that code that it wrote probably does work. It does exactly what he wanted it to do. He just doesn't know how to apply it to his system. Yeah. Because he's possibly got other errors in his system that it doesn't comply with. Mm. And when he's complaining to ChatGPT, ChatGPT just shuts him down and goes, no, that works. There's no bugs. Mm, it's all in it. And so he's not learning. So, like I say, it's it's detrimental to his learning process to be using this mm. tool that is there to try and help. It's really not helping him in that situation. Yeah, it's the, it's the same for. Uh, I was talking talking to my mate Phil, who's a mechanic, and he's now got the problem where all these new cars that are being built and manufactured. Some of them don't even have have – you, have you seen the ones that don't even have mirrors on the side now? They have cameras yeah. instead of mirrors. Yeah, yeah. And he said there's so many electronics and things that it's they're getting a bit worried about – in a few years – Will they actually be able to fix the cars? Yeah. Because you need an electrical engineering degree to do it rather yes. than a mechanics. And they're not going to have yeah. these old-school greasy mechanics that no. get stuck in – it's all going to be run through a machine and it's all going to be electronic and stuff. And he, he was saying it's actually he, – he prefers it the old school way because these new cars, they're always trying to beat each other. Like different car companies are trying to do this new thing that involves more electronics and things like that. And he said it's just getting dangerous because they've got a problem now where if there is an electrical problem that they can't sort out, they have to call in a specialist from that company and then the customers are unsatisfied because it costs them an arm and a leg. Oh, yeah. To sort it out, and it's it's just so far advanced now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and it, it it could potentially lead to job losses, mm-hmm. particularly in that situation. You know, and Elon Musk has been on television having stated, you know, we, we're going to have to do something because unemployment at some point is become is going to become an issue. Yeah, yeah, where robots can do things so much more efficiently than what we can, we become redundant. Yeah, and he suggested wrong. at one of these government meeting summits that a, a basic living wage should be applied across the planet to just everybody mm-hmm. because of this impending unemployment that is on the horizon. And that is yeah. the thing. When you think about it, AI, it is impending doom, really. Not necessarily impending doom, but it, it's inevitable. Yes, yeah, yeah, you can't avoid it. There, there are scientists out there that maybe don't think about the ramifications of what they're doing. They're so deep into actually creating it, they don't think about whether they should be or shouldn't be and what what issues might arise. Already, even like you said, with this chat GPT thing, I, I said I highlighted to you last week, off air, not on the episode, but how potentially damaging this could be even to the podcasting industry. Yeah, yeah. It's already started winding its way into YouTube. YouTube creators are using AI to almost create their content for them. You can mm-hmm. get AI that will create video content. ChatGPT will write you a script. You yeah. know, there's very little minimum effort by humans 
to create their content. Mm. And in podcasting, even easier. When you haven't even got video to go through, you, you can use chat GPT to write you a script. You just tell it, right, I want a script that will last half an hour, at around about 200 words a minute on, again, World War Two or, you know, whatever your podcast is about. Yeah, yeah. Chat GPT can write you that script. You can then take that script and put it into several other applications. One of them is called Overdub, where if, if you give it an example of your voice for long enough, I think it's around about half and 30 minutes worth of talking, it will then literally map your voice and you can feed it a script and it will read that script back to you as though it's you actually reading it with all your inflections, your voice tones and everything. And what? who's to stop anybody from doing that? I mean, that's three days' worth of work. Yeah. And you could just upload to your podcast site and you could put 10, 20 out in a day. Yeah. Yeah, our fans and listeners will know if it's not us because we knock the mic every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, this, the one thought that I had on that, actually, is um, we always try to include an element of comedy yeah. into our podcast. Now, that is something... We try. That, <laughs> yeah. But that is something that AI is really going to struggle with because mm. AI doesn't have emotions, and comedy or laughter is an emotional response, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously there's various ways of of creating that emotional response. Comedians are very, very good at it. And uh, one of the easiest ways is to create like a surprise because you, your brain isn't necessarily listening to every word that I'm saying, it's predicting what I'm saying as well. Mm. So even as I'm saying this sentence, your brain is is predicting what I'm going to penis. And <laughs> when it doesn't hear what is expected, it becomes funny like that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I but AI, <laughs> AI doesn't know that you can't just drop a wang into every sentence and it's yeah. you know going to be funny. So comedy is the one thing at the moment that humans have got going for them above AI. Yes, yeah, it's a very good point. So You did actually catch me off guard there. I did I? <laughs> I yeah. was hoping to. <laughs> yeah. That's the one joke that I planned in this entire episode. <laughs> Do you think AI will eventually be able to finish each other's sandwiches? sandwiches? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there was that um, thing I saw a few months ago was it Google and someone else had put two AIs into communication with each other mm -hmm. and they developed their own little language and they had to switch it off and end it because yeah. they didn't know what these AIs were discussing because mm -hmm. it just seemed to be a random string of words. Yeah. And, and there you go. That's another thing, another warning really, isn't it? That we're getting into something we don't know about. Every mm -hmm. step we take in AI, we have to do so carefully so that we don't end up in the Matrix or with Terminators running around the place, or, you know, whatever that mm. happens to be. I have, I've got a question for you. While we're doing the subject of AI, have you ever thought about this, that the internet is everywhere around the world? Well, you know, a lot of places yeah. around the world. What is it? Is it like a supercomputer that's in one location? or? No. 
it's made up. It, it, it kind of is a supercomputer, but it's not centralized. It's decentralized. So it's in many, many locations. You, could, you couldn't just flip a switch and turn off the internet because if you turned it off in America, then China would still have it running and Russia would still, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Many, many servers make up you the brain. those countries. <laughs> no, sorry, but yeah, anywhere, but yeah, anywhere, like all of Europe, every country in Europe is going to have its own servers. It almost, mm. you know, every business has its own servers and that's, it, 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 all right. each server only contains a small part of the internet, but each yeah. small part makes up that whole yeah, I just never really thought about it because I, I did actually wonder, like, is it possible that the government could switch the Internet off when they chose to? You know, well, I think they can restrict access to it, but they can't literally switch it off. Yeah, that's oh, just a food for thought. <laughs> and I guess that is more dependent on the Internet service prov- providers. And you see that uh, because here in the UK a few years ago, government ruled uh, that we we weren't allowed to access BitTorrent um, yeah. piracy sites mm-hmm. like Pirate Bay and all that sort of thing. And if you tried going there, it would just direct you to a page saying 404 not found or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So our government were able to restrict our access to that website, but they, they're not able to delete the website because mm. only the person who owns the server can delete the site. Yeah, that's a very good point. All right, thank but you. that's kind of off topic a little bit. <laughs> But AI, obviously, uh, like, there's, there's a, a very big one. I think it's run by Google called DeepMind is an AI. And that right. actually has administrative um, access to all of Google. Wow. It's, uh, as, a, as a way to maintain Google because Google's such a big, like, site. Yeah. Uh, holds volumes of traffic that's so massive that not no – one person could run it, if you know what I mean. But an AI can manage it. Um, and the people who were developing DeepMind decided they were going to see what they could do with it. And on a sort of side channel, they decided to see if it could um, play video games without being shown how to play it. Now, do you remember the, the old game probably on like Atari ST or something like that, where you've got like an upside-down box with loads of blocks across the top, and then there's a, 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 like a baton at the bottom that is just a dash. Oh, and a, and a dot ball. that's a ball, yeah, and the yeah. ball gets rid of the dot, the blocks whenever it touches them, mm-hmm. but just keeps rebounding forever unless it drops off the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, they gave it that that particular game, didn't give it any instructions on how to play it, and obviously the first few times it didn't know what the hell was going on, didn't know what it could control or what the aim of the game was or anything like that. Run it through about 200 iterations and it had started to learn to move the baton at the bottom, the dash thing at the bottom, to reflect the dot to get rid of the, the block. So it was yeah. getting there. They ran it up to 500 times and at number 500 it had figured out that the easiest thing to do was to burrow through to the top of the blocks and let the the ball just go ding 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 against the top and just hit the blocks from the top down with minimal effort from itself and 500 goes that's quite clever yeah i don't think i would have thought of that no and and so they started giving it more and more of these games these like old atari st games and it was started playing them in at super speed do you remember space invaders yeah yeah? it could it could literally do a a game of space invaders in like 30 seconds flat just a whole lot the entire 
invasion would just be wiped out super quick. And it was even running the games at like four times normal speed. Wow. I bet Tetris was easy for it as oh, well. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I suppose a definitely. computer would work that out. And so they, they actually took this one step further and put it onto the oldest board game in the world. Now, you might think that's chess. It's not. <laughs> I was thinking snakes and ladders. Oh, wait. <laughs> Don't know how it goes, snakes and ladders, or anything that rolls a dice. But no, there's a game called Go, which was invented in China thousands of years ago. Not entirely sure when, but it is a, a strategy game. Mm-hmm. kind of looks a bit like checkers. You start off with just an empty grid, a board with an empty grid on it. One player's white, the other player's black, and you put counters, these little stone counters, onto the board. And the idea is that when your counter goes down, you own one tile of territory. Now, if you string counters together and create a box in the bottom corner, all of that bottom corner belongs to you. Is it kind of like Othello? Yeah, kind of like yeah. that, yeah. Um, and if, if you string your blocks around the other player's blocks, you can then remove their blocks and that area becomes yours as well. It's oh. it's very strategic. Uh, and um, it, it's, it, people in Asia really, really love it. It's a massive game over there. Nice. Um, so they try training this AI to play Go. They called it Alpha Go. Um and they spent years and years and years developing this AlphaGo AI. And that's, that's its only job, is to learn how to play Go and play it as well as a human. Okay. And when they started getting somewhere with it, they found uh, the European champion only lived in, like, France and invited him to come over to their offices to have a... To help them, they didn't tell him what it was for initially. They just said we'd like some input because we're we're studying Go. So he came over to the UK to London to their offices, and they sat him down and they said, "Well, we kind of want you to play a game of Go against our computer." And obviously, he's played computer Go before. Probably there are programs out there that will that you know you can load up a game of Go and just have a one-player game versus yeah. a computer. And he thought it was going to be easy. It wiped the floor with him. Five games, he didn't win a single one. He got really depressed. Wow. Really, really depressed. But then they asked him to help them develop it further because in this game of Go, when you like you've always heard of like chess grandmasters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well in Go, they kind of do it more like a karate belt scheme. Where nice. you work your way up the regionals until you get to black belt and then when you're a black belt or a master, you're then graded on how many dans you can go up. Oh. So the absolute top level is a ninth dan go player, okay. like grandmaster. <laughs> and this guy was only a level two. What well, the the, the, the that... European champion? He's like a second dan level two master. So they thought, why don't we pitch it against the best in the world? So they did. They packed up the entire thing, took it over to Korea, South Korea, got literally 18 times world champion, give him five games. He he had one game per day. The first three he lost. Mm. And everyone was baffled. Everyone was like, this 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 AI, this this computer is playing the game in weird ways that humans wouldn't play. You know? And they couldn't get their heads around it. On the fourth day, he managed to beat it. 
Nice. Cool. Because halfway through the game, he just placed down a, a tile that it just wasn't expecting. Ah, okay. He so kind of got in its head, pirate. Yeah. You know? And uh, he managed to beat it on that fourth day. Really, really great day for him. Unfortunately, the next day, he lost the last game. And the reason was is because in the early games, the AI was playing moves that he wasn't expecting. Because it didn't perceive his moves as a threat at that point, it was just populating different parts of the board that it knew it would need later on. So even though mm. there were better moves to play at the time, and everybody was going, what's it doing? What's it doing? That's a bad move. Why would you move there? Well, you know, later on, they'd be like, oh, I see now. And it would just wipe the floor because it doesn't care. It's not trying to go, right, I want to monopolize this map. I want 90% of the the entire board and leave him with 10%. It's going, if I can just win with one tile, that's all I need. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's really clever. Yeah, and that's what it did. The, but the AI is kind of teaching the humans. Yeah, kind of at that point. Are... Yeah, it, it was a weird thing because everybody, nobody really wanted the AI to win because everybody's like pro-human, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, by playing that AI, they'd got a new, a new aptitude for the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so obviously the people who. who, who who created AlphaGo, came back to London, carried on developing and that. Um, that grandmaster got beaten by another grandmaster who's now the world champion. They put it against him. It beat him as well. Then they developed a new version of AlphaGo called AlphaZero. They put that against AlphaGo and it wiped the floor of AlphaGo. 100 games they put it. AlphaGo didn't win a single one. This new one was just absolutely on another level. And, and that, that was its only task was to play out play go to play go and so someone said well okay yeah that's fine in this this particular strategy game because they made the claim that you could just give it the rules to any game and it would be able to play it to like superhuman level just instantly mm. someone was like well that's fine on a strategy game like go but what about poker ooh poker's a different talking. one because you can lie in poker you bluff yeah. Yeah? So they programmed it with poker. Within six months, it was just wiping the floor with anybody that played it. Even bluffing included. It, it would learn your tells, even though it's got no eyes. <laughs> That's insane, isn't it? That's really good. 
So AI is developing. It is. <laughs> and another proof of this is um, America, in recent years, spent $400 million on development for fighter pilot programs. Yeah, yeah. of course they did. So, yeah, because they want the best of the best up in the air, don't they? Obviously, yeah. nowadays we've got drones that can outperform fighter jets because they're remote controlled. Um, and I, I'm not sure if that might have been the actual test on this, is they were training fighter pilots to fly these automated drones. Mm-hmm. And a couple of grad students from one of the universities in America using less than $500 of AI tools and software beat them in a dogfight. So hang on a second. A whole squadron of flight fighter jets. That cost $400 million. The, the training of the, the pilots was, yeah, yeah, a $400 million program. And they spent $500. They've spent $500 on this AI, tweaked it, put it in a drone, and the drone just wiped the floor with them. Wow. And you can imagine that if AI does get put into these drones, into actual defense mm. drones by America, UK, any country that's using them, how do we know that anywhere is going to be safe? Because we don't know what that AI is going to choose as a target. You can tell it <laughs> yeah, who, the, yeah. who you think the bad guys are, but is it going to change its mind? Oh, that's scary to think about. That's pretty it? scary, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, even uh, they were even talking about putting, um, it, like, with the armies. I'm sure it's America. They were having talking about having, like, mech suits and things. Yeah, yeah, those have been in development for quite a few years now. So you've got AI in the actual suits working with humans, I yeah. suppose? Well, they say that probably the best outcome that we can hope for is an AI for every human. It's okay. Like, working in tandem together. That is the ultimate production if you like. Oh, awesome. So everyone gets like their own C-3PO kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, sort of. Maybe like, yeah, a little RTD2 following me around. And that would be so I'm for it. <laughs> but this obviously has to be done very carefully. Mm. Very, very carefully. We have to implement these things very, with safety in mind because obviously, yeah, when you're creating a new intelligence, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's been said that 50% of AI researchers think that there's a 10% or greater chance that humans will go extinct due to our inability to control AI. I believe it. You believe it? Yeah, I believe it. Now, I was thinking about this all day today, in fact. I've come up with three things that have got to happen for, for that to take effect for, for, for literally to put us on the brink of extinction. Go on then, hit me with it. So one is the AI singularity. Now that is the point at which an artificial intelligence becomes sentient. It's become self-aware. It becomes mm. artificial super intelligence. Like Ex Machina kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ex Machina. Okay. Yeah, Brilliant film, by the way. Yeah, fantastic. Um and we haven't reached that point. We don't know when that's going to be. Some people have con- predicted as, as far in the future as 2060. Some people say 2040. Some people say mm. maybe within the next five years. Okay. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe imminently. We don't know. That singularity has got to happen. That, an AI computer has to become self-aware. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. But that's not enough. A self-aware AI, even if it bleeds into the internet, it can't just wipe us out and become the dominant species on the planet because it has to, the second thing it has to be able to do is self-replicate and maintain itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of like heal so itself. In, and, infrastructure. Yeah. Well, it's got no... Well, it, and we, we control electricity that it runs on, mm. you know, and, and all that sort of thing. It, 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 we would be the ones that create all the little robots that it would need to create more of itself, if you know what I mean. And, and until that happens, again, we're, we're fairly safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The third one is conflict. Right. Now, there, there is nothing to say that an AI is suddenly going to see us as something that it needs to destroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elon Musk gave the example of, like, um, if, it, if it wants something, if, it want, if it's got a goal, it won't see us as – it won't let us stop it from getting to that goal. And he, he used the analogy of when we want to build a road, we'll – and there's an ant's nest in the way, we won't think twice about removing that ant's nest. We don't hate ants. We don't mean them any harm particularly, but we want to build a road. Mm -hmm. So the ants go. Yeah? So the only time that AI would actively want to remove us from the situation is when it's got a goal that we're trying to prevent it from reaching. It's very unlikely that AI would instigate a war with us because of that second reason because of the infrastructure that we supply to it yeah and the resources that we we supply there's no reason for it to become hostile to us Mm -hmm. unless we get in the way of it reaching a goal that we don't think it it needs to have Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a very good point i think i mean there's three reasons why we potentially at the moment are safe pretty safe Now, I don't know if this is still the case because I I know I've got a couple of mates that have moved over to Japan. Mm -hmm. But we were always told growing up that Japan were like 10, 15 years ahead of us with AI technology and they were in the future. I think that one of the only quantum computers in the world has been developed in Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah, they are very electronically advanced. So they're quite advanced. Now... I read in my research a few years back that I don't know if this still is the case. So if anyone knows, please let us know. Um, But I read somewhere that the AI and the technology is so far advanced in Japan. And not only that, but the people are very career driven Mm -hmm. that it is not necessarily extinction, but it kind of borderlines what you're saying is the population of Japan is going down and decreasing because because people are more focused on their careers than they are in creating families yes and they've also got all that ai and robots to do Mm -hmm. certain things um so like you said along with the the jobs and stuff like that so maybe that has something to do with ai as well where ai is getting more advanced and it's like i say not extinction but it could be a problem yeah Mm -hmm. if every country became that far advanced then not only would you lose jobs, but people... <laughs> I think what we've got to focus on is not becoming dependent on AI, you know? Mm. Like the kid at the start of the episode who was trying to get his code working and asked AI to do it for him. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, that's bad, you know. It's finding that balance between, you know, we need to utilise it and use it to our advantage mm-hmm. without becoming dependent on it. Yeah. That's what I think. It's easier said than done. Like e- Elon Musk says, is you find me a job that a, a re- robot eventually, or that a human can do better than what a robot eventually will do. Mm-hmm. There's really not many of them out there. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, uh, are some trains already driving themselves? Pretty much. Planes have, for years, have yeah. been able to take off, fly, and land themselves. In fact, most planes do land themselves anyway. Yeah. Would you get on a plane that didn't have a pilot, though? No. No, no, no. no. Definitely not. <laughs> the same with these self-driving cars that we see nowadays. Uh, yeah. They're trialling in America at the moment. There's got quite a big company that's got like a fleet of self-driving cars and that. I mean, statistically, they are the safest cars on the road. Yeah. I, I, the millions of hours that they've had driving around on real highways, they have had some accidents, but that's been due to human error. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've only ever had crashes, um, well, particularly when they're stationary um, with other cars. And the only incidents involving pedestrians are where the pedestrians have walked into the self-driving car. You know, Mm. statistically they're safe. But you'd still feel weird getting into a car and just saying, take me there. Yeah, and then watching that steering wheel drive turn not itself. In control, are you? No, not at so all. You just kind of sat there. Like, oh, what would happen if the car decided it wanted to take you somewhere else? Yeah, <laughs> feel like you were being kidnapped, and there's no one to even fight back at. Yeah, <laughs> I just had a, a thought about the uh, the scary car from Futurama. Where it kind of has a mind oh, of yeah. its own. <laughs> Isn't that the wear car? Isn't that Bender? <laughs> yeah, the wear car. Yeah. Now it's a very interesting thought, isn't it? I think we're. I mean, people can't. You, you see it everywhere you go, anywhere in public. You you see people glued to their phones and things. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, all the time. If you haven't got your phone, you feel like you're missing an arm. And I think that is that's got to be in like ninety percent of the population is addicted of the to the developed phone. world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you think if that's a baseline, we've we've only got more to come in the future. Because yeah. I don't know many people that don't have a phone anymore. No. Or they're like, oh, I've still got a Nokia. <laughs> Most people. <laughs> Kudos have. to them, really. Yeah. To be honest. Most people have Androids and iPhones and yeah. other, other brands. So the people listening to this podcast are likely listening to it by a, a mobile device. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it also depends on what you're doing, isn't it? Like. Uh, AI can be really good if you are just kind of developing apps and making things a little bit easier. Like, uh, you know, iPhone cameras are getting better and better and resolutions and graphics yeah. and that kind of things. It's, it's not a problem. But then when you bring politics and war and stuff into drones and, you know, and you're talking about human lives, then, yeah, AI is potentially really dangerous. Yeah. So it's... It's literally 50-50, isn't it? It just depends on what you're using it for. Yeah. That's my conclusion on AI. <laughs> so, But somehow we've got to put this to the paranormality rating, and I'm not really sure like how dangerous is AI, but potentially very dangerous, but also mm. potentially very useful. Yeah. Yeah. It's only time will tell is pretty much it, isn't it? Time will tell. Yeah. 
So uh, to be honest, like the dangers of AI, I'm going to rate highly. <laughs> I, I'm going high because we've already, like I said earlier, with the podcasting thing, that that mm. could potentially corrupt podcasting, can, could corrupt YouTube. All these media platforms potentially could be affected by AI today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And moving into the future towards the Terminator or the Matrix or whatever, we just don't know. We yeah. don't know. So I'm going nine, nine out of ten. Oh, John, you're on a nine. Nine? Because as you said that, I thought if Terminator actually happened, that, pff, you couldn't do anything. <laughs> Terminator wouldn't happen because I think if AI did turn on humans and wanted to wipe us out, it would be instant. We wouldn't see it coming. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Our lives would be measurable in seconds. <laughs> they wouldn't have to waste their time with a no. war. <laughs> Just end it. And it would come in some way that we don't even see happening. It wouldn't be mm. nuclear strike. Because that would be detrimental to the actual AI itself. And why should it blow up a planet that it wants to occupy? Yeah. It would be something else, something that we just have no idea how it would attack. Yeah. Well. We so said, on that we cheery said, note. Yeah, <laughs> said we weren't going to be depressing. <laughs> now I'll give it a nine as well, mate, which yeah. brings our average to nine. Nine. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah, uh, you yeah. could have you could have got some AI to help you with that maths. Could have done, yeah. yeah. Calculator. Glad you Calculator, didn't. that's AI. Well, is it? <laughs> oh, and I suppose you still manually do it. Uh, well, well, calculators were analog, so could you make analog AI? Who knows? Oh. I don't know. These are two deep questions. Yeah, we're getting we're, too we're deep. Go, we're going, going dangerously back into our... <laughs> yeah. Same as last week now. So, anyway, if you enjoy using AI, send us a message. Write to us at paranormality.uk at gmail.com. If you are opposed of AI, let us know why. If you, you are AI. Yeah, if you are an AI, yeah, why not? Just write to us. <laughs> Tell us whether you see you want to destroy all humans and we actually have an mm. impending doom on the 20th of July 2079. Yeah, yeah. And if you are part of the Terminator trilogy, then write in. If you're a Terminator robot, if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not sure if I want a T-1000 writing in. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I... Uh, Come and join us anyway on uh, Instagram and TikTok and Discord. Always come and join our Discord. Unless you're an AI, then we don't want you there. Yeah, yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> I'll open the camera. Well, actually, we already have an AI on the Discord because we do have a bot. Oh, yeah. Most bot, companies bots have bots. technically don't they? are AI, aren't they? Yeah. And how many times have you rang somewhere and then you have to speak to a robot on the phone? Oh, loads. And you're like, I just want to speak to a human. Mm so it's here it's here it's inevitable <laughs> but that is the quote that I'm going to finish on from the Matrix yeah. Agent Smith Neo in the subway having a fight Agent Smith gets Neo in a headlock on the train tracks and he goes do you hear that Mr. Anderson that is the sound of inevitability mm. what a quote what yeah. a word to use yeah <laughs> inevitable yeah so with that, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. This has been Paranormality UK. Till next time, ta-ta. Ta-ta.